This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We're hoping to hear from Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy in just a little bit. But before we get to that... The NFL Awards. How are you feeling? Who are you picking? Which category would you like to start with? We've got MVP, Coach of the Year, Offensive Rookie, Defensive Rookie, Offensive Player, Defensive Player. Well, real quick, I would like to just put Jonah Heim on some list. Jonah Heim can be fourth for Defensive Player of the Year. In a weird way, I think. I think CeeDee Lamb could sneak into this Offensive Player of the Year award. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think his second half was so great that maybe he could sneak here. Okay, let's start by talking about Offensive Player of the Year. Who would be your pick for Offensive Player of the Year? I would pick CeeDee Lamb. Um, I know I'm, not, I'm probably way off on that. Yeah, yeah. I think CeeDee Lamb is deserving of Offensive Player of the Year. The betting odds right now have him at third with Christian McCaffrey first and Tyreek Hill second. Can I add another name in that I think? Sure. Josh Allen. Josh Allen is fifth in the betting odds for this award. Because I think he's going to not get MVP. Right. And the amount of touchdowns that I know everybody's like, oh, but all the interceptions. I get it. He has more touchdowns than any other quarterback total. So like, I think that accounts for something as well. Now, what's interesting about that, ESPN says they've only got McCaffrey at third. They put CeeDee Lamb at second, right right behind Tyreek Hill at first. He had one more. Tyreek Hill had one more touchdown and 50 more yards. And like 16-ish less less reception. Yeah, 16 less catches. So I do think it's really close. I understand. to the touchdown and the yards probably. And and he, he was missing for a game and parts of other games. So. I still think Hill is better. You're saying Hill missed a game? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I, I hear you. you had, I mean, I don't know. You get credit for playing that one extra game. Defensive player right. of the year. I'm going to assume they pick Miles Garrett, and I would too. The, them, the record that they have without having what I'd consider an elite quarterback or close to an elite quarterback and having to go through a carousel of quarterbacks, to me, Miles Garrett, uh, wins that because he doesn't have Dak Prescott. He doesn't have CeeDee Lamb there to take anything away from him the way that Micah, nothing against him, but he does have a, an offensive player of the year candidate. He has an MVP quarterback of the year candidate, and Miles Garrett has none of that. I'll take Micah. Ooh, okay. This is interesting because this is essentially a three-person race per the betting odds. Nobody, huh? nobody is better than 50-1 to one with the exception of Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, and TJ Watt. So ESPN says they're going Miles Garrett third. Oh, wow. Micah Parsons second and TJ Watt first. 
However, that is not the way Vegas views it. They actually view it the exact opposite way. TJ Watt third, Micah Parsons second, and Miles Garrett first. If that were the case, how close are those odds? They're like plus what? Minus, minus two hundred for Miles Garrett, uh, plus three hundred for Micah Parsons. So a pretty decent size gap. Mark Mike McCarthy is ready right. right here on your home of the NFC East champion, one hundred five three, the Fan Dallas Cowboys. Sam, you talked to your team before. Do you talk to them at all this year about what did or didn't happen in the years preceding up to this? Don't really involve you, or do you even need to have that conversation with this group? You mean prior to my time here? Uh, just prior to the, I mean, everyone will point to 28 years, not past the Oh, no, no, not at all. No, I, I mean, we, we have no responsibility to that. It's really not even uh, part of our, you know, no, not at all. Be wasting time. Can we move on? Yeah. You got no, another, I, I know you're going to, you probably got another great yeah, question. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Just get warmed up, yeah. So. <laughs> No, and individually as well. You were talking earlier in the week about, you know, your first year in the league, you go and you're going, oh, this is something that you just come to expect. Just do you view these opportunities differently than you did earlier in your career as far as, you know? No, definitely. I mean, I think it just heightens the urgency for all of us. And, and I think if you, you know, you look at, I mean, just talking with Dak, I mean, 2016 was his first year and, you know, you, you have a phenomenal year and you think it's going to be like that every year. It's no different to Myself back in you know 1993, so yeah, definitely it's, it heightens the the importance and, and the understanding of how you know special these opportunities are. And um, at the end of the day, you just got to keep your eye on the ball. But it doesn't heighten the pressure. I mean, you're able to compartmentalize that and not let that. No, I mean, it, this is our world. We we our chosen profession. So. Speaking of your world, just from a profession standpoint, the news of the last 24 hours with Nick Saban, mm-hmm. Pete Carroll, and, and Bill Belichick, could you just reflect on those coaches and their careers? And well, I mean, you know, change is constant in in our league, but I think when you when you see, you know, careers, um, I mean, you, you just you, I think it's you need to you know show respect. Those guys have done it. You know, I mean, Coach Belichick and Coach Saban. I mean. I mean, it's their, their numbers speak for themselves, but uh, the championships, the consistency, the longevity. Um, personally, I, I do feel, you know, sustained success is the biggest challenge in this league, and, and those two have done it as, as good or better than anybody. Uh, Mike Tarter with ESPN. When you got here, you were excited to work with Dak, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that, that was a big selling point on, on coming here and taking the job. Where has he improved the most in your eyes since you, you got here, and then and maybe even this year the jump that he's made uh, from from last year to this year? Um, you know, he's always had very good command. Um, you know, as a, as a, as a quarterback playing the position, uh, but his his com- his command of, of the offense um, I think is clearly I think I, I feels very high is, is higher than it than it's ever been, and you know, and that, there's a number of things going to that. Obviously. You know, this thing was built uh, for him based off of things he's done in the past. I'm talking particularly in, our, in the past game. Uh, we've expanded the protection part of it, too. So, I mean, he's just been given more tools uh, to be successful. And um, and he's, he's done a phen- phenomenal job implementing it. John Michaud at The Athletic. Mike, you've worked with Dan Quinn now the last three years, you know, 12 win seasons, playoffs each season. What about your guys' working relationship? You think works well? What, what, how do you guys complement each other? Oh, I, th- I think just uh, you know, common, just common-minded. Uh, I, I think just the way we look at the game, uh, we look at the way the training 
of your football team, the importance of it, um, you know, just really staying on top of the physical and the mental and the emotional and make sure we're, you know, constantly in touch with that as far as the development of everybody, not just the players, but the coaches, particularly the young coaches. Um, Dan, Dan has a huge heart, um, you know, has, you know, just has great understanding of the human element and, and, and how it all fits together. But I, I just think, you know, from a program culture perspective, um, I think we both see it the same way. If you take yourself back to 2021 when he's hired, has it gone how you expected? Yeah, definitely. No, yeah, definitely. It's it's uh it's as smooth of a, of a working relationship I've ever been a part of. Scott, Scott Dix with the AP. Aaron Jones is one of the few holdovers from your time in Green Bay. What do you remember of him early in his career, and what do you think of him now? Well, I mean, you know, Aaron just you know, loved his running style. You know, just the way he, you know, attacks the crease. Um, you know, no wasted movement. You know, just you know, my my time with him, he, he, the only thing was he was he was just light. You know, he had, he had some injuries there the first two years, but you know, he, he's definitely someone. He's on the field, you better you better know where he is because uh, he's he's also dynamic out of the backfield. He has excellent hands, good good route runner. Um, you know, has a you know a strong menu of routes. You know, so it wouldn't be surprised if you see more of that. Um, but uh, just a hell of a football player. Count. Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News. How did uh, Tyler Smith look yesterday? Moving around. Tyler did well. Uh, he'll take a little more today, but he's making progress. We feel good about where he is. Uh, yesterday, you alluded to this a little bit about Tony Pollard, the increased snaps. How do you obviously you think he's handled it well? Just, can you go a little bit more into that about just how he dealt with the extra workload, considering what he did last year? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, you know, we're asking the whole running back position to do more. So, and he's the leader of that room. Uh, so I, I think Tony's had a heck of a year. Um, you know, I, you know, there's definitely a position that, you know, you know, play time's important. Um, you know, the health of those guys that, that's tough. It's a tough position uh, to to go through the whole year uh, healthy. And so, and here he is coming off of a major injury. So I, I think he's done a great job. Mike Ann Order, ESPN. Um, given the advantages you seem to have in this game in terms of experienced team. Playing at home, do you see? Do you feel pressure, or do you see opportunity? Oh, it's opportunity. Yeah, I, I don't know why we're on pressure kick today, um, but yeah, I mean, this is a, it's a football game. It's a very important football game. You know, we, we've 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 done the things uh, necessary to, to be in this position. Uh, so, to me, that the, the home and you know all that stuff is you know it, it it really it's it's nice. You know, it's part. It really is part of the training. Uh, Component of it, but you know when we get there, you know Sunday afternoon, we're gonna, you know we're going to kick it off, cross the white lines, and go get it. So, and that's really where we are. Um, so yeah, that's it's it's all about the an excellent opportunity that we prepared ourselves and and we put ourselves in this position and uh, we earned it, deserved it, and most importantly, we're going to take we're going to take advantage of it. Nick, one other one other question, if I could. Um, Jerry said the difference this year is you going into the playoffs and you're calling the plays for the first time, so you you could have greater control of the outcome of the game than you had previous playoffs. How does that manifest itself in a game like this? Well, I, I just think it's, um, you know, it's a, frankly to me, from my viewpoint, it's about job responsibility and direction. Um, it's really the, the position that I'm accustomed to. It's the position that I have the most experience in. And, um, you know, and, and once again, it's important for, for, for myself to do my job at a high level Sunday. 
KaysDallasCowboys.com. Uh, wide out for the fans on Sunday, obviously a lot of anticipation outside of the building. How do you expect the fans to impact the game? Oh, it'll be great. Uh, it'll be a great atmosphere. Obviously, you know, Packer fans travel well, so um, it's 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 going to be awesome. I mean, our, our crowds this year have been phenomenal. Uh, I think they've gone to a, a whole different level. Uh, just going back to the beginning of the you know, Detroit game, um, you know, when, when it grabs a hold of you, um, you know, that, on that first play of the game, that, you know, you, you know, you know, you're in for a, a great, a great day or a great evening, and it's been that way, you know, every time we teed it up this year at AT and T. So. Uh, we're expecting the same. Thinking back to 2016, was there anything that stood out about that environment, that playoff game? Uh, I mean, it's a great environment. Uh, so, yeah. Garrett. Garrett Cordell, CBS Sports. Mike Dak leads the league in touchdown passes. CD leads the league in catches. That's the first teammate duo to achieve both those things since Wes Welker and Tom Brady in 2007. What does that say about your offense and your first year calling plays with them that they're achieving those type of numbers? Well, it, it tells you that CD and Dak are in great company, you know. So, um, no, that's that's a that's a you know something that you know you love to see your players uh, achieve those, those those type of personal goals and everything. But it's you know it is all part of you know how we how we want to play an offense. So, yeah, definitely, I think it's great for those guys to to, to you know, it's awesome when you see guys get awards and you know these Pro Bowl teams that are coming out. So, yeah, definitely want to applaud that. Okay. Two things. Um, Gilmore talked yesterday about he plans to play with the brace. What do you experience a guy playing with a brace on their shoulder, and and, and what, what's the challenges? Uh, you know, every injury is different. Uh, so I, I think the big thing, and I, and I think Stephon's taking the right approach. Uh, today he'll do some. You know, he wants to get out there and move around with it, and, and um, you know, just because it's it's a new experience for him. Uh, so, but yeah, um, I've seen it done a number of times. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is getting comfortable with it, and. Um, and just you know, we have a chance to do that because we're in we're in a padded practice today. And you talked earlier about Dex can command knowledge of the offense, and he seems more confident. He talked about yesterday about you know the difference between being confident and being greedy. Have you seen him more confident? Is and how does that is manifest itself? Well, I mean, he, he's always been a, a confident person, but you know, I think you know so much of you know playing the quarterback position, uh, there's so much relied on you. Uh, you know, from a leadership role, and, and he and he spoos it so so naturally. Um, but you know, I, I think he's been able to take a step back, and, and some of this has been by design, and just you know, just make sure he's absorbing all those positive vibes that he's contributing throughout the locker room to himself too. So uh, he's he's very much engaged with where he is. Um, you know, each and every day, um, he's as disciplined as a as a worker that I've, that I've ever uh, had the you know, opportunity to work with. So um, I, just, I just think his whole, his whole energy is brighter. Yes. Mike, um, your impressions of Jordan Love, first year starter, getting an, and the Packers getting an awful lot of production out of first and second year receivers? Yeah, definitely. No, I'm impressed with Jordan. You know, I, I think he's made a lot of off, you know, off tempo plays, you know, extended plays, uh, you know, his ability to hang on the back foot. And, and make the you know their downfield passing game has you know caught our attention. So and, and he's a, he's a huge part of that. But oh yeah, I, th I think he's definitely doing a hell of a job. And I, I think just like anything with your football team, younger younger not so young, you know you want to see progress through the year. And, uh, and obviously the quarterback position is a big part of that. And he and he's given the, he's given them that. So um, I think he's doing a hell of a job. Are there mannerisms that you see that you can tell he watched Aaron play for a couple of years? 
Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely carryover there, and that's a that's a huge you know benefit. Um, you know, and this is the third time it's it's happened up there. So yeah, definitely. Alrighty, thank you, Mike. Yeah, thank you. There you go, Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy right here on 105.3 The Fan. Perhaps the most noteworthy part of that, Tyler Smith. They're going to see more from him today in practice, but Mike McCarthy said he is feeling good about the trajectory that Tyler Smith is on. And then in non-Cowboys news, a couple of big things happening during the presser is the Rangers and Dane Dunning. They come to their arbitration agreement, $3.325 million for the upcoming 2024 season. And then Longhorns fans, we talked about this right before the playoffs started. So maybe two weeks ago, Quinn Ewers, the quarterback, is in fact going to be back with the team next year as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. It is now official. For the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, coming up next, it's time for My Buddy's an Idiot. Does your friend have a terrible sports or pop culture opinion? Or are they a Packers fan? Let us know. 877-881-1053. We'll do it next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Here on the fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We got a couple of different options. We could even combine them if you want. We can continue to quick hit the NFL awards and betting odds or kick off my buddies an idiot right now. I'd like to continue real quick, just okay. refresh us on NFL Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and then let's just quickly do the other offensive ones. Offensive Player of the Year, it's Pretty much down to McCaffrey or Hill with CeeDee Lamb as an outside shot at third. Defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett is the betting favorite with Micah Parsons second. TJ Watt third. The interesting thing about that is this would be the third year that Micah Parsons in his three seasons in the NFL has finished second and he's lost to a different person every single time. Okay. And who did the, who was last year? Help me out. It was. Bosa? Yes. That is correct. Who was the year before? Was it Watt? It was Watt. Okay. All right. And so what? I I I just think that's uh I just think that's kind of wild. All right. Now, do you want coach of the year? Coach sure. Coach of the Year, I think, is one that I really disagree with. D'Amico Ryan's is my favorite. I think D'Amico Ryan should be coach of the year. It's Kevin Stefanski's award, and it is a major gap between the two. Don't get me wrong. Kevin Stefanski has done an incredible job. He's taken a team that people probably thought was going to be mediocre, maybe slightly above average, to that's a good team. They also lost Nick Chubb 
and, and their quarterback and had the chaos of their quarterback situation all season. Absolutely. He has been phenomenal this been year. Having to deal with the every once in a while is Amari Cooper healthy or not situation. Right. Right. And supposedly he's good to go for the playoffs this weekend. But for me, D'Amico Ryans has taken a team that people are like, this team sucks. And they're a playoff team that won 10 games. Yeah. Like, oh, that is a huge job. Their defense was good. And their quarterback looked like he knew what he was doing the whole year. You know, like that's pretty impressive for what D'Amico Ryans did. Absolutely. Comeback player of the year. It's a two-person race. DeMar Hamlin. Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco. That's that's just where we're it's, at. It's even odds, pretty much? Uh, DeMar Hamlin remains a slight okay. favorite. And then... I feel like Trevor Lawrence did a good job setting himself up for comeback player of the year. I mean, he came year. back to play. Well, know? what I'm saying is, is like next year, hopefully they're like, yeah, this is... Maybe he's done so much better than last year we should consider him. C.J. Stroud, overwhelming favorite to take offensive rookie of the year. And then Jalen Carter with the Eagles, a slight favorite over Will Anderson to win defensive rookie of the year. And then for MVP. did Can I ask you guys a sure. quick question? Watching the Houston Texans game Saturday night, because Will Anderson, they kind of spotlighted him before the game started. And I was like, Man, I guess, have I just missed it? Have I just not been paying attention enough? Has, he's second, so he's had to have a good year. I yeah. just don't remember Will Anderson's name really being mentioned throughout the season. Do you think but it's maybe be- I just missed it. Do you think it's because, I mean, I think he's got like seven or eight sacks. Do you think he gets, it just gets caught up with all the C.J. Stroud, yeah, hoopla, and extravaganza? Because obviously they went second and third. Houston yes. made a big deal yes. about last year's draft. Like, we think we can get our quarterback and our defensive guy. Yeah, I don't think he's been, like, turn the world upside down good, but he's okay. he's definitely been good as a rookie. And then MVP. Like, I continue to see what people have said. I'm, I'm just telling you the way that it's going to play out is Lamar Jackson is going to win the MVP. ESPN's got Dak third, Brock Purdy second, and Lamar Jackson first. In the betting odds, Dak is second, but he is a gigantic yeah. Deficit. It's 18 to 1 for Dak, and he's second for MVP to Lamar Jackson. If you would like to message Kevin about why he put Dak at second and third, respectively, here, uh, go ahead and message him at OhThankKevin on Twitter or Kevin.Hagland at Odyssey.com. What do you mean? What do you mean? You I, just said that you had him at second and third. No, no, no. The betting odds have him at second. Again, if you want to message Kevin for that violent attempt at taking down Dak just now, go I, ahead and message no, him. No, what people message me about is Lamar Jackson is obviously the MVP. Has there ever, when was the last year that we got to the season being over and we weren't sure who the MVP was going to be? I think it was the Matt Ryan year. There was some thought. Because by the time we got to the end of last year, right, we knew it was Patrick Mahomes. We were like, Jalen Hurts, unfortunately, really fortunately, but unfortunately got hurt, and so that ended his candidacy. And I just feel like every time we get to this, we already know who the MVP is. We just have to wait till the Saturday before the Super Bowl for it to be official. In 2016, six different players got votes for MVP out of the 50. So that's the last time I can think of, and so – like it, don't like it, and judging from the fan text, the Twitch, and the YouTube, a lot of people don't like it, but I believe that Dak will finish second in the MVP to Lamar Jackson. And now, for some folks, that might segue perfectly into my buddy's an idiot. Does your friend have a terrible sports or pop culture opinion, or maybe they're picking the wrong person for MVP? 
This this one pains me a little bit, Corey. Do we have to put chicken and pickle in Grand Prairie in My Buddies and Idiots? I haven't been there yet. It looks like a fun place. We I've heard there. good things about it. It is a fun place. However, on Saturday at 6 p.m., they're hosting a Packers Everywhere pep rally. Why would they do that? Maybe it's just because those people's money spend all the same. Pickles are green. And they're like, that is also. Republicans buy sneakers too. Exactly. Michael Jordan. Exactly. And so they're like, hey, if they're willing to book up all this court time or food or whatever. But yeah, 6 p.m. Saturday, it's a Packers Everywhere pep rally at Chicken and Pickle in Grand Prairie. (sighs) Kevin, I'm not prepared to say they're idiots because money is money. All right, uh, I get that. I understand that, especially during the winter season. Whenever you're, you have a lot of outdoor space. There's sure. a lot of outdoor space at that place. Uh, so when during the winter season, you got to get your cash when you can, and it's going to be just about Green Bay temperatures here in DFW this weekend. But don't you play the pickleball inside? There's also, I think there's some outside. There probably is, but there's no too. way because it's going to be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like that's the, they need to have the have anything party they can. outside. Because they chicken be used and pickle, to it. yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. I'm not prepared to say that. Because say we're all out of chicken. We only have cheese for you guys. I would rather have all of those people um, at chicken and pickle than inside of AT and T Stadium. Okay, does that does that make sense? But I know Jerry I'm... said he couldn't keep them out. He's tried. Uh, <laughs> was, Did he really say that? It, it was really funny the way he threw that out there yesterday, uh, Tuesday, with Sean and RJ. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, it's. Hey, keep them there. I'm not gonna. I and also, Kevin. One day we might be. Maybe we're doing something big with them. So maybe that's a deal. Well, that'll change. And they come back and they're like, "Hey, you still shouldn't shouldn't have supported the Packers." Are the Golden State Warriors idiots? You brought this up earlier. They lost to the Pelicans, one forty-one to one hundred five. Thirty-six point loss is the biggest home loss during the Steve Kerr era. Wow. Of running the Warriors. Okay. You think they're done this year? I do. I don't. I, yeah. I'm wondering this. A lot of their young players aren't happy. I don't know if they're good or not. Obviously, when they drafted James Wiseman, correct? I, yes. He's pathetic. Like, yes. he, he's, That's why they get rid of him. he can't play basketball. We're not sure about Kaminga. We saw good signs from Kaminga at times, right? But we've yep. seen good signs from Josh Green, but he can't consistently show that he's actually good. Kaminga, I think, is better than Josh Green. I'm not it's just that there's a lot of inconsistency Moses with Kaminga. They want to play you. They didn't take you in the lottery not to play you. They want to play you. But I'm just wondering at this point if they should, and I don't know how much time Steph Curry has left to be at this level. I think that they should dump everything they can. They should they should trade everything they have not to be good this year to see if two or three years from now you can open up cap space, you can do – this team doesn't work, and they don't like each other anymore. The Warriors are currently 12th in the Western Conference. Is I see a, a few different people texting in. ESPN from the 817 is an idiot for thinking J.J. McCarthy is a top 15 pick in the draft. Is that the thing they're biggest idiots for, or is it the Emmy thing that we just, we've just we just seen? Have you seen that yeah, story? Yeah, no, what is the deal? Why did they have to give those Emmys back? So, from my understanding of reading this, is they they 
submitted a bunch of Emmys to random stuff. Okay. And had other fake names on those. And then, like... What do you mean by fake names? Like, names of other people. And then they took the plates off and then had engraves and sent them to, like, Lee Corso and Kirk Herbstreet and those people. What? Yeah. So they had other people's names on these submissions... And then they and then they sent them to the other staff, and so there were people that like have Emmys dating back to like ninety seven. I'm uh, nineteen ninety seven. They've been doing this for this long of a time, and people they had all these different Emmys that just existed that people were like, "That's my Emmy right there." Okay, is there any chance? I know it's probably not the way it happened. Is there any chance they were walking over with that Emmy for Lee Corso when they got closer and closer, and all of a sudden somebody? broke out from the Emmy Academy or whatever. It's like, not so fast, my friend. And then they take the Emmy away from him and run off. And put on a Michigan helmet. That would be amazing. I don't know. Probably sad for him. Yeah. Well, right. Like right now. Back then would have been hilarious. Yes. So right now. Very true. You know. And then. (laughs) Is Choppy joining us in the studio? Yeah, I'm just nervous. Because Choppy keeps walking in here. I promised that I would would mention this to Mickey when he said it doesn't matter if you have bad grades uh, anymore in college athletics. Okay. Did you see what Michigan, are they idiots or is this the way to go, are doing with Doug McDaniel? He's suspended because of, well, Juwan Howard hinted that it had to do with, quote, academic goals. He's suspended for the next six road games. But only the road games. He can still play in the home games. But when they go, he has to stay at school and study. Is that what's? Is that why? But like, wouldn't you have even more time to study if you just didn't play in any of those games, right? But you know, at home, you can get your studying in and then hustle over to the court. Mm -hmm. You know, to to get your your hoop on. Okay. Yeah. But on the road. But on the road, there's too many distractions. In a bus. Nope. Nope. Too many, you know, because your teammates are talking to you. Mike's been on a bus. <laughs> Too many times. Real quick, what do you think the percentage is of football players? I hate saying this, but what do you think the percentage is of college football players that really go to their classes, really take their own tests, really do all the work to really graduate themselves? 62%. 48%. I'm at 50-50. Okay. Yeah, I that's I don't know the and I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that question, but I do feel like it's, I mean, it's there are some guys ago. there that oh, that are like they told their parents they were going to do this. There are some people there that are really there for education. They're just good at football, like so that that does exist. Sammy Morris was in my class for one day when and I was then, at Texas Tech, and then no more, and no more. I'm pretty sure he still passed that class because he kept playing football. We're the Cansey masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Man, that is a cra- – I can't imagine, like, Caleb Williams won't be able to play because he's flunking biology or whatever. That would be that would be pretty Also, crazy. my best friend took a 0.0 at A&M his junior year because he knew he was coming out in the draft, so he decided not to go to a class. That's a good blood alcohol level. True. For a GPA, not so good. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy, how the Cowboys-Packers game is making playoff history. Let's talk about it next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We have RJ Choppy in studio. We'll see if he participates in this next segment or not because it's going to involve somebody he knows as we go around the entire NFL and dip into some Gridiron Gravy. Deep. And we start with a vague story about a beloved Metroplex icon. Me. 
not you, <laughs> RJ. Me? No. Is Pro Football Talk is reporting that the and the Allen Police Department, I guess, confirmed this with their public information officer that Michael Irvin is under investigation based on a vague and unspecified quote allegation. The Allen Public Information Officer said. There has been an allegation, but we are not prepared to release any details at this time due to our investigation being in its very early stages. Then Levi McCathern, the lawyer for Michael Irvin, went to Pro Football Talk and your buddy Mike Florio, who was on y'all this morning, and said he vehemently denies the allegation. He didn't do anything wrong or appropriate, and this situation saddens me and said that he predicts this allegation will turn out to be, quote, much ado about nothing. I, I do have a question on the front of our journalism approach. Yep. Um, with the last, because I just looked up that story, Kevin, and it brings up the stuff that happened on near Super Bowl time last year. Yep. Is that appropriate to put in there in this in this story? Like, I just don't know if that, if those are two separate things. Right. And I just don't know if that's... Like now, now it's, it feels like that's painting something a certain way. Because the tough thing that can be, and I know we have these conversations all the time, is if there are multiple allegations against you over a few years, but you don't ever end up getting, yeah. like, I guess, prosecuted or charged for, depending on the reason, are all of those things relevant? Are you like, these are all separate things? Yeah, you don't I don't get know. charged in any of those things. So I don't know how to how to look at that, but... Well, I'm sure there will be more information on the story as we go along. I wonder if the reason they put it in there is because he got taken off of then NFL coverage, and now he's would that on, happen here? Yeah, with this, exactly. with this new show. Th- that's the only thing I can directly try to figure out and link it to. In other more positive news, Brandon Aubrey is the NFC Special Teams Player. Of the month. Oh, oh, good. I was like, wait a second. Not of the week. That was, uh, <laughs> I was like, nobody had a better game than that. That was a rough go. But for the month, 13 of 13 extra points, 10 of 12 for field goals. Obviously, we talked about that. The blocked field goal and then the doink off the post before he rolled back and made a 50-yard field goal. Good job, Brandon Aubrey. Surely, or I'm guessing, will also be the special teams player of the year. You think go. so? Yeah, that's going to be my wild. Over Brian Anger? Mm. It's a over, two-person race. Over Turpin? Yes. Oh, oh, over oh, Tressway? Turpin, Turpin, the, had, did, Tur- Turpin didn't fumble this year or muff one? Uh, I did thought, he? I thought he muffed one that we recovered. Okay. I'll double check. Wow. I think Kevin. LP Lattisor should get it. <laughs> All right. Charles Amenahue with the Chiefs is trying to take care of the problem that people are complaining about with Peacock. He also doesn't think it's cool that their playoff game is only on Peacock. So he's given away 93 month Peacock memberships. Do you guys want to register? Do you want to try to win? Even though you're not a Chiefs fan, he's not announcing the winners till tomorrow. I think I might go to Derek Holland's house. He's He's way richer than me. And so I think he has Peacock. Peacock. The status of wealth and privilege. Who has Peacock in here? Raise their hand. I do. I don't know if I do or not. I have Who's no idea. Alex? I found out last night I had Paramount. That yeah. was a, that was a stunner. Yeah. I'm Somebody good. signed up my name, but I 
reap the benefits yesterday. Is this the same as like your tax situation? I, look, I don't know. We're, I still haven't gotten paid for that. I still haven't got my money back. Oh, no. Still waiting. And every oh, time no. I call, they're like, uh, we don't know anything. We are all of our uh, uh, people are busy. Our associates. Tickets are now down to fifty three dollars for that Chiefs home game. Because of the weather, people are just yeah. trying to get – they're like, here, have them. At this point, it's here, take them. I think there's going to be 10,000 empty seats. Would you go to this game, RJ, for free? You don't have to pay for your tickets. You get good tickets, nice accommodations up there. They'll fly you up there, but you have to sit through the entire game. Yeah, look, the cold weather doesn't bother me. Not like that much. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you this. The amount of people that are going to miss the toilet when they pee because of shrinkage and the cold is going to mm. be uh, unbelievable. It's going to be all over their clothes. Corey, your thoughts about that? When you say their clothes, you just mean their pants, right? You're yeah. not peeing upward, no, are you? No, other, other pants. It's just, it's, it's, okay. You know, Dang. The, the stream is going to freeze almost immediately. It's going to be terrible. Oh, for Peacock? Yeah. Hey. The stream's going to freeze? Yeah, it is. The second lowest price for playoff tickets is now the Cowboys game. Is it still the standing room only situation? It's probably though? standing room okay. only. $77. Now, that's without the taxes and fees, so that's probably $7,000 <laughs> after Ticketmaster hits right. you up. But right. it's $77 right now to get into the Cowboys game, $53 to get into the Chiefs game. I got two things to say here. One, right. Mike Casey and the Masterpiece with RJ is a pretty good show so far. Take over the whole show. I like this. Uh, and then what is Choppy doing on KMC? There is a there's a big meeting at the for company stuff today, uh-huh. and they're they're so they're Why? back. They're just talking about stuff. By the way, what how does it stuff? feel so far in this football nugget segment? I'll say it. How does it feel to not be yelled at or told you don't watch enough football so far? <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> he hasn't yelled at me like for that for uh, quite a while. Do you I, feel I, like I have to say? Do you feel like because Bo- Bobby is yeah, taking is, the is heat? Is Bobby yeah. the perfect like? You, are you so happy that Bobby's oh, on what your a show? Buffer. Like what he a is, buffer. He has taken all the energy and heat away from your seat to the Such Bobby a seat. It's amazing. It really is fantastic. Um, but yeah, Bobby is the one because also because like Bobby sits where I'm sitting now. And Sean sits where Kevin's sitting, so that he could see, he looks right at him, and then yeah. the, the, the the vitriol, you, you could barely see me yeah, no, from why, where I normally sit. That's why Mike and I both sit uh, in Kevin's right. peripherals, right? So he can kind of he's not really looking; he's looking over more at right. Alec than anything. So right. Hey, question: Doesn't why would uh, that that Chiefs guy need to do this? Isn't isn't the game on local channels in Kansas City? Well, there's probably Chiefs fans that don't only live in Kansas. They don't City. matter. Okay. What? Do you, do you think it is? I, I think doesn't Jerry do a deal where oh, that think. happens here? Do other or do other organizations do a deal when they're on Thursday night thing. football? I think it's an NFL or, thing, right? Okay. I don't know. Right. I they it make was. it available locally. Okay. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Have you guys ever been to? Is it Primanti Brothers, the sandwich place? I've always wanted to go because okay. they put French fries on their sandwiches. It's in Pittsburgh. I, yeah, I've been there before. Not well. I've been to Pittsburgh before where they've good done that. It's good. They also it's kind of an oil vinegar they yeah. throw on there yeah, too. It looks which, like a great sandwich. Okay, so I'm glad you're in on this because the Tennessee Titans players. Jared said it was terrible. By are, the way. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans players are all getting free Primanti Brothers sandwiches shipped to them from Pittsburgh because. They help bounce the Jaguars from the playoffs. There's just we know this. No matter how good your French fry is, it has about a 20 minute window to be eaten out of the fryer. True. So I don't know shipping yeah. a sandwich mm. with French fries on it. There's just it's That's not going to taste good. Maybe they should ship the the sandwich makers and all the stuff, <laughs> and then they make it right there for. That's them. what they should do. What's the guy's a- name? What's the sh- what's Manti? 
Shamanti? Promanti. Promanti. They should know. bring Promanti and just bring yeah. the deli with them. It's a pretty old place, Mike. I don't know if, we don't like, know if Promanti is still going. Is still the chef there or not. Probably his son or something. Okay. Son. Maybe. Well, just because your son's running the company doesn't necessarily mean it's going as great. Hey, let's talk about ESPN. Bill Barnwell, turn snap. your mic off if you're going to do that. Snappy snap, snap. Bill Barnwell, that can be about a lot of things, mm. made his <laughs> predictions for the playoffs. They're going to happen. Yes. Fact. One they are going to happen. One for one, two for two. He has the Cowboys defeating the Packers 27 to 17 to move in to the divisional round. In the divisional round, the Cowboys will play the Detroit Lions where they will be victorious 30 to 24. And then Bill Barnwell predicts for the first time in 28 years, the Dallas Cowboys will make it to the NFC championship game where they will face off against the San Francisco 49ers and be victorious 27 to 21, which puts them in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh. It's the Cowboys wow. versus he the Kansas City Chiefs. He has not watched the Chiefs, Chiefs play football this year. They are not. They are horrible. And when it comes down to it, final score, Chiefs 23, Cowboys 20 on the dot. So he believes... Oh. That the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, this is not a real scenario. You, know you don't what, have that, to be like that. that about you it. just said it like it was. <laughs> yeah. In that situation, all the Cowboy haters are right. They would I, they would get stomped in the playoffs at some. Point. I like. I think it's good. It's I, I think it's good to go to the Super Bowl. I, I want to go to the Super Bowl. And I, I tell you this, it'd be even better if we could have McCarthy live at Radio Row on Friday before. Dude, maybe oh, I'm awesome. wrong. I think both road teams win that's on Saturday. Play out? You think he would get there at 4:30 no, in the morning? No, I don't. <laughs> you think what, Mike? Both road teams? I think both road teams win on Saturday. I think Cleveland goes to Houston and wins, yes. and I think Miami goes to oh. Kansas City and Even wins. Even in Miami's weather, never won a game in sub what temperatures like ever? Probably 58. <laughs> I know yeah. that's not really the answer. Below 70? Yeah. That's the percentage chance a wide receiver for Kansas City has of catching a football. 58? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, so I just, I do think that the Dolphins are a better running team. They're a better passing team, too. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I'm rooting for Kansas City, just to be clear. I'm rooting for Patrick Mahomes. I think the Dolphins are going to win that game in somewhat of a boring game. Just real quick, you got to watch out for Dolphins fans, though, is... There's allegations that a Bills fan was killed near the Dolphins Stadium on Sunday because of shots fired from one vehicle into another. And I get it. Like, sports run passionate. I just can't imagine, like, wanting to murder somebody in general, but especially not because of the outcome of a regular season game. You didn't even play in the game. Yes. But you weren't even on the field for the game. You were just in. The, you were just rooting for the people, and you got that passionate that you wanted to kill somebody else. Yeah, um, that's pretty crazy to me. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.